Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Welcome back, my kindred, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. I am Savanya Dracul, your host through this world of darkness. The Coterie investigated the recreation center as the possible ritual site of the cult of Lilith. Doris saw in her mind's eye the disturbing and violent rituals that had recently been performed within, and deduced that Horatio Sundrop might be the right hand. Val warned the sheriff against implicating Horatio without hard evidence, and Everett sent Evangeline away before she could witness a gruesome scene. What menacing surprises have the cultists left behind? Abandon hope, all ye who listen here. Everett and Val, with guns drawn, you burst into the kids' swimming pool area and find yourself looking at a, a disturbingly large stack of corpses. You both stormed through the room with your weapons drawn. Can you both roll me a wits and awareness? Mm-hmm. Two successes. Mm. Net one success one success you both go through the space and clear it relatively easily there's nobody in any of the corners you're not seeing any signs of life when you are done you turn around to take in the number of bodies you are seeing in this space this is an unpleasant smell for you as vampires but you get the feeling that you are feeling this much like you feel pain Mm -hmm. which is Mm. vastly removed from what the experience would be physically if you were mortal Mm -hmm. because to you death is not nearly as putrid as it is for the living you both look over the pile. Everett, you're just staggered to see how many bodies are here. Val, with your slightly higher role, you're able to get a better estimate. You'd ballpark about 100-ish corpses yeah. in this pool. Is there any way to determine like age of these corpses, like how long this has been going on? Are there super decrepit ones versus... Various states of decay. You'd ballpark this about a month. Yeah. A month for the oldest. You're seeing some stuff that's more recent, some as recent as the corpse that was staked in your interrogation room earlier today. Right, right, right. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, we're going to have to warn the officers about this. I don't know how they're, they're going to have to have some real strong stomachs to deal with it. Yeah, we might need to uh, expand Teddy's role as a therapist. <sighs> All right. Aside from this horrific sight, what else do you see? What else is going on here? Let's have a look. Yeah, looks like at least a month, a month or so from the decomposition that's been going on here. Okay. Uh, hopefully a uh, coroner can uh, confirm or even uh, uh, be even more specific for us on that. Definitely. Uh, right, so you capture a bunch of people, you keep them in the pen, you start the process of getting these folks to change hmm. at the expense of god if it if this was for six chosen we're looking at god, about 15 
15 to 1. That's the ratio of people dying versus people making it through this ritual. So, you drain the bodies of blood, you do the ritual, you corrupt these people, you coerce them. They start to do it because it's easier and they're scared and they're changing. And you do it until they're taking pleasure in the act. And the bodies from those less fortunate go here. What, uh, what's a vampire food chain like? I mean, these bodies are drained and they're left in a room like this. Is there anyone else that might benefit from having access to corpses? Corpses aren't going to do much. It seems to me like it's a, it's a power move. If these high-generation vampires want more to fill their ranks, they're not going to just give it to anybody because that person has a lot of power, and they're close. So it's conditioning for the responsibility of the power that comes with being changed. The responsibility, the power, and having loyal soldiers who have that power. Loyalty, right. So you make them loyal by making them crazy for you. So, but they don't even have information. They knew about rituals. They knew about doing this, but they didn't have any understanding of the bigger picture themselves. Right. Are all of these corpses marked with the L? No, you don't see the L marked on any of these corpses. Uh, it seems like they've got slash marks on them. You can see where throats have been cut, wrists have been cut, things, uh, basically any way of reaching a, a major artery uh, has been taken part with, but you're not seeing the L branded on them. None of these bodies were branded. I guess that happens when you're closer to being chosen then. Right. Could you both roll me a... I would say either intelligence or wits and uh, a cult. One success for me. Oh, three successes. <laughs> Val, you feel like you're missing something here. And then Everett, you remember something that you heard from Ben, which is he mentioned that all of a sudden the right hand of Lilith felt like he had to move. There was something that pushed him which may mean this recent acceleration and the turning of people who then didn't have their own core kind of cult ideology may have been accelerated. That mm. may not have been the plan here. Uh, I remember that the right said, the right hand said he had to move. And yes. That, and what might be the reason for that? I was, it, there was no reason given. He, like, yeah. this, this guy did not know. Yeah. But all of a sudden it was like kill the rest of them brand a few turn them into chosen ones it was like okay. a much faster move all of a sudden okay so the right hand said he had to move picked up packed up but made six chosen so maybe if the right hand didn't have to move there'd only be one chosen if the process could take its entire the, the the whole time that it's needed yeah that makes sense and then maybe i don't know but the time was still taken to brand those six yeah something else that'll give you for your third success 
you don't know if all of these hundred people were here from the start. With the amount of waste you've seen in the other pool and like the, the amount of kind of bio buckets and stuff like that, it doesn't seem like they had a hundred people here for a month and ended up with six. Right. You don't know the ratio of how many stayed, who was partaking in rituals, who wasn't, the order they were brought in and or how long anybody was held here for. You just have the place they were kept and a big stack of bodies that have been killed over the last month. Right, right. Okay. And I think if a hundred people all go missing at once... That's hard to miss. So this feels like this was trickled in. So how do you know when someone's going to be a candidate for being the chosen and when someone's just being brought in for food or for fodder? That's true. If they needed blood to do blood magic with or who knows what, maybe some of these were just sacrifices that never had a shot. Hmm. The chosen one made six brouhaw. So he's got to be brouhaw. Yep, the tracks. But he's not one of Madre's. No way he could be one of Madre's. If, if this is a powerful, as you say, elder, there's no way Madre would, would, would not know about him. I would think that if he was just knowledge that the leader would probably be the high, like the, we're all similar generation in we're similar generation in New Haven because people who are too high of generation can't survive off of blood packs. Correct. Yeah. If they're a higher generation than any of you, they can't live off of blood packs. It's impossible. They have to feed off of a living source. Yeah. So, yeah, it's impossible for anyone in New Haven to be an elder or to be too high in generations because they have to kill people to eat. By higher generation, we mean older. Technically, yeah. so technically lower generation. Lower generation. Lower generation. Higher, higher yes. on the food chain. Higher on the food chain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So the closer they are to the original vampires, they need living blood. They need people. They can't survive off of bag blood or leftover. They have to feed from the source. The blood pack system doesn't work. Yeah, if you're too powerful. All right, so it's a food source for the right hand as well. Yeah, definitely. Yep, they would need to eat living people. All right. Uh, I know that I've got like just a mental block uh, about what I drink. And I assume that's not just me. Is there a preference or a block that you have? I'm sorry if this is rude or whatever, but I just don't know. Oh, you mean like feeding exclusions? Yeah, I that's, guess. That's like a venture thing. Venture, and that's me. Yep. Right. Okay. So this brouhaha fellow, not necessarily uh, picky like I am. No, not specifically, except for the living blood thing. I think. Yeah, not beyond. It's got to come from a person. Do anything for those vampires? Yeah. Hmm. And you may have hit the wall of the yeah. two of your combined cult and blood magic knowledge, but you do have two experts upstairs that yep. might be able to help you put together more information about the cult and the blood. Is there anything else you want to do down here before you go up? I think just one last pass. I mean, it's clearly just a room for storing corpses. But yeah. if there's any information there's on any of these 
corpses or any... I'm not even sure if they're clothed or if they have personal objects or anything like that, because a few of those chosen ones had ID and stuff like that. So is there anything else we could find as far as... Yep, they are all clothed. Uh, roll me a wits and investigation. Uh, I would accept intelligence and investigation from you if you wanted instead, Everett, simply because you are a trained investigator. But if wits is better, go with wits. Yeah, wits is better. Valsis is nothing. It's all, it's all corpses. All the way down. <laughs> oh, man. So many dice. So many ones. Mm. Um, a 10 and an 8. A bunch of fails and then three ones. So when it's two mm. ones, so it's a, that's it's a minus two. So it's a wash. Okay. We both wash. Uh, you both start checking pockets and other things. The challenge is just with the amount of decomposition on the pile. Everybody's clothed, but it's just a bunch of stuff. It's, it's a mess, It's I'm unreadable. Sure. Yeah. You're not able to find anything kind of concrete. Yeah. Well, we tried. Yeah. Uh, I know we just rolled, but Everett wants to give this room one last look over because he's just got this feeling and it might just be the fact that he is relying on like mundane crime scene investigation mm -hmm. uh theory when he should be applying like supernatural that he just doesn't have honed but it just seems odd to store the bodies on site it seems like they should be incinerated it seems like they should be um uh, in a mass grave somewhere buried it seems so weird that they're kept on site where you're doing your ritual, where you as a powerful being are staying, as far as he can tell, mm -hmm. where your entire operation basically is. Why are you keeping them here and not getting rid of them? Because if you are, if we hadn't disturbed him, he'd be running out of room. So why keep them? He was thinking maybe it's like secondary food of some kind of scavenger case mm -hmm. or something like that, but he just doesn't know. He just wants to give this room one more look around. He's like, is there more than just corpse storage going on here? Great. Roll me a wits and awareness. Uh, throw an extra die on because Val, I think it would be assisting you mm -hmm. on the second pass, but she's not the one driving the bus on this. Mm -hmm. Four successes. Four successes. As you circle around the room looking for a reason. Mm -hmm. perhaps in vain you notice on the floor at the rear section of the pool there are four small marks in the the gore at the very base of it and they make a make a square and to the right of it you can see another three small marks just small circular spaces like dabs that have been set out like on the face of a domino or a uh yeah, three in like a triangle. Okay. So you're seeing like the edge of the corner and a triangle. Okay. And you can see that this is right at the edge of the gore. Okay. And as you look around, you spot that there is a small storage locker with a door ajar in the back corner. Okay. And as you go and look inside yep. again, I would, yep. You see that there is a chair, just a simple plastic chair. And you see that there is a plastic end table with three feet. Uh, and so the spacing and dimensions of these four marks, do they match where the legs of the chair mm -hmm. and the three footed table yes. would be? And uh, when you look at the back wall, you see that there is crystal glassware. Two crystal glasses have been set in a place where there's normally a health, a health box mm -hmm. and they're both stained with blood. 
dog. He he ate here. This was like a like decor, like a buffet or something. I don't know. Look, look, the chair, one, two, three, four. The legs right there. This table, one, two, three, right there. That's uh, that's bloody wine glasses. I mean, they are obsessed with death, so maybe they liked being near it. Some hang on though. Our Elder vampire needs blood from a living person. Mm-hmm. They die in the sacrifice, in the ritual. Someone here uses fine crystal, but it's the blood of dead people. Val, Unless they're you, not getting it from here. Val, can you roll me a wits and streetwise with your kindred bonus? Yeah. <sighs> We're coming, don't worry, Doris. I know. Three like, successes. There's like, put me in, coach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> three successes. Uh, just because an elder vampire needs to drink blood from an active and living person and drain them to death to be able to power themselves doesn't mean they can't enjoy blood in other forms casually. Hmm. Yeah, I guess even if maybe it's not for food, it's for pleasure. Okay. We need to bring uh, Doris and uh, Michael in here because something still eludes me. Okay. One chair, one table, but drinks for two. Yeah, it's fucking weird. And uh, Everett will wheel around and head out up the stairs. And Claire thanks Tyler for that. Uh, You both head upstairs. (laughs) To meet the rest of the group who are standing with Doris just frantically gesticulating, but also seeming confused. And the whole group seems to have simultaneously realized something, but also been confused. You can't really figure out the vibe. It's excited, but tense. And you, Everett, and Val join the conversation. Hello, Gav. It's your boy Ridley, and I'm here to talk to you about maybe a way you should be contributing to this little organisation. Everyone knows, as you look around, there's a lot of bear boys. And, you know, to be a bear boy, you've got to be a bear, and you've got to be, well, not exactly a boy, but you've got... The important thing is, you've got to pay your fucking dues, is what you've got to do. And right now, I just know from looking at the numbers, there are a lot more fucking people out there than there are inside my fucking gang. And what I'm saying is, if you want to join up and get access to me and all the cool fucking toys and other fucking treats I've got for all you little bear boys and girls and theys and thems and fucking alls out there, go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. You do that. You're on the inside. Come talk to me on a Patreon-exclusive Discord. Why don't you throw some names into the show? Why don't you build an NPC to join my fucking gang? I'm just saying, if you sign up, you won't regret it. And if you don't sign up, maybe you fucking will. Everett. Yes. I think I'm wrong. But also I think I'm not wrong in the sense that I, I was thinking that Horatio Sundrop was the right-hand man. Um, but that to be a bruja, but then I was thinking perhaps the puppet is a bruja and he's not. But I don't think that's the right answer either. But 
they're they're different people, but they're the same. Evangeline. There were two yeah. instances of the the coughing, the person coughing. So yeah. chosen one we know that happened with Troy. Yeah, yeah. When Troy was taking him. I mean, we assumed that was I remember yeah. right with the van and everything. And the massacre, he had already been in touch with the children of Lilith. Yeah. And they're both the same body type, I believe. Um Oh yeah. And but but they're separate entities, but they're the same. But the operators, if they're not I don't understand. I'm confusing myself, sir. But I think there's look, something I mean, here. Maybe maybe coming down this hallway and taking a look at this other room might clear some things up for you, but Evangeline. Hi. Normally I would make you roll, but I think you're also capable of, of having this thought, so I'll just throw it in your brain. Uh, Doris laid out a really clear case of all the evidence for you, and Doris has done a jumbled ramble for the two people who have joined this yeah. conversation where she started with an assumption they already had heard what she yeah. said to you and they haven't. I don't know if you want to recap it for them <laughs> or go see this fucking room. Like the options are all yours. I just wanted to be clear. I was like having you roll to know that would be crazy. You know that. <laughs> I'll just say, look, okay. Uh, we're all really excited. We, okay. Doris and I were, we were like talking through kind of some theories and it just feels like there's one piece of the puzzle missing. I don't know, and maybe it's in that room that you were just in. I don't know if anything was weird there, but... Yeah, yeah it was fucking we, weird. There's just... Uh, uh, sorry, it's just a lot if we can... I think Doris is on a roll, so maybe if you let her see that, it, sh it might come to her. <clears throat> yeah, Doris, come on down with us. It's, uh, it's a mess in there. There's a lot of dead bodies. But there's also a oh, no. chair and a table and drinking ware for two, but only one chair. So... Like he's holding a puppet. puppet. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Help me figure out how a puppet makes a brew hall. Well, that's the missing piece of the puzzle, sir. I don't know. Mr. Uh, Arlen? Is, is I'm Michael Arden. Arden. Mr. Arden. What can I do for you? Are you aware of any kind of ritual, let's say? No, you cannot turn a puppet into a vampire. No, no, no. But can someone who is a vampire and believes that part of them is a different person. Or a different clan. Can they impart those qualities into someone else if they believe it hard enough? No. Oh, Can I'm sorry. Was that question ridiculous, Mr. Flying Ghost Tracker? I'm sorry. <laughs> right now you are insulting magical abilities that have helped you. This is, can a man believe a puppet is a bruja hard enough that he stops being a Malkavian and his left hand is a bruja? No. Okay. Can, I'm can not... one person change clans? Would I know that? Not that you're aware. Can one okay. person pretend to be a Malkavian and actually be a bruja? I mean, unless we test their blood, sure. Everett, you've actually had experience with the Zimisi flesh crafting you back into your body after you fell out of a helicopter mm -hmm. and were just basically a puddle of a person. Yeah. Horatio Sundrop was at Torpor Springs. He was on trial and I was supposed to decide whether he should live or die and I refused to play Tosterosa's little game. But I was uh, broken 
fell out of a helicopter middle of the day and I was scooped up and brought there and put back together. A Tosterosa spa. Yeah. That the prince himself owns. The prince who also is okay with the pyramids being here. Yeah. Hmm. Uh. He, uh, there was just stuff going on there that I couldn't understand. Is there, uh, flesh crafting? Does that mean anything to anybody? Uh, that would I mean something crafting. to, yes, you Val, yes, you Doris, okay. Michael Arden would know flesh crafting. Essentially, Zumisi have the ability, if, you, if you've if you met them, and you would have met probably a few over your travels, Doris. Zumisi? T-Z or Z. I think it's I-M-I-S-C-E. They uh, they have a gift for reshaping their bodies mm. uh, and sometimes the bodies of others uh, through their use of magic and kind of the undead. So when you meet a Zimisi, they tend to be they can make themselves tall and very thin and literally like re-sculpt their bodies into mm. kind of dark pieces of art and can do that for other people. So in terms of repairing vampires, reshaping vampires, imagine cosmetic surgery, but the healing time is zero. They can just mm. kind of reach in and change someone like clay, especially if that person is participating. Can they? change all the blood in their body to be like can they, they can't change the blood in their body they could just change the appearance so that so doesn't change the clan someone no, could be somebody explain to me what flesh crafting is so i can make my drop. it's yeah she just she just looks up and she says that's not horatio sundrop he's someone else everett can you roll me a wits <gasps> and i'll say awareness or a wits and insight. Uh, no, wits and awareness. It's awareness, because that's what we're using for, like, memory. Mm. He's a fleshy monstrosity. Uh, four successes. Four successes. You actually remember that during the trial when you were questioning Horatio, things got very confused about what he was doing during the massacre, where he went after the massacre, what happened. Like, he wasn't able to answer questions that he should have been able to answer. And at the time, you assumed that it was because he was hiding something. Mm-hmm. So there's been someone in town masquerading as Horatio, who's actually a Bruja, who's actually the right hand of Lilith. Yeah. So oh God, I feel like we should have seen this so long ago. <sighs> What's in it's, that room? Uh, it's been a crazy week. It's Did also say, ridiculous. <laughs> is there blood? Is there blood I can test in the room? Oh, there's there's blood, Doris. But is there blood of this person? Hard to tell. Uh, they would have been drinking from some pretty gory-looking cups, but oh, I don't know so that it it's their, their blood. blood. No, I don't imagine so. Hmm. Yeah, Doris, you would be surprised if someone with any kind of ritual or occult knowledge of blood would Left leave blood. their blood anywhere. Yes. Uh, it would also explain to you why you're not seeing wards anywhere in this building. You were worried coming in that you would see wards or other magical defenses, mm-hmm. but magical defenses require somebody to use their blood to put right. the ward in place, mm-hmm. which would leave forensic evidence for those using traditional police means. Right. There's no magical defense here, but it means there's no kindred blood. Right. We're not going to find... Any of their blood here, sir? If 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 they're operating at this level, then they would know better. And so we have a Bruja masquerading as a Malkavian man with an insane puppet. That's insane. Why is this Bruja? If they're pretending to be Horatio, why are they going through the whole act of feeding the puppet? I don't know. 
But we then, don't know if that's even what's happening in there, but maybe it's getting into character. Maybe it's, uh... Maybe if we let Doris actually look down there, she can suss it out better than we could. I... I'll take a look, but I, 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 I doubt it. If you say there's one chair and two glasses, unless they were having two people having a very awkward, um, sitting-standing conversation, I, I don't... I, that, that's just my... That's my hypothesis. But it just means that we need to get our hands on Horatio Sundrop and test his blood. Yeah. And find out what was the thing that stopped all this? And will the blood stop happening? So many questions. What was the thing that stopped all this was maybe us looking into the Horatio and looking into the Malkavians and him realizing that he was at risk of being discovered. Oh. Do we even know if he's still around now? The only yeah, heads up yesterday. we got that something was going to happen here was from Morpheus, the loyalists, that they were going to raid this place right. yeah. tonight. We found right. that out last night. Okay, right, right, right. So maybe he knows someone who knows Morpheus and is in there with them and knows that plan and they let him know so he gets tipped off and leaves. Or, more concerning... Someone here in our department who was aware that we were going to head out tonight tipped him off. I will point out a third possibility that yeah. would naturally occur to you as a detective, yeah. which is none of the other clan leaders were aware that Morpheus was here. Morpheus is something that only the department was aware yes. of. Yes. Mm -hmm. And the only people who spotted any movement in the ruins were the loyalists. Yes. So there's a chance that you actually just had a faction no one was aware of watching a place no one was supposed to be and mm. they just saw something. Mm. Right. Coincidence can occur. I'm not saying that it has to. I'm right. just saying the of, of the theories that yeah. one's also floating around. Because you also have the watchtower out here. So if you're looking at people in the department who might have the most knowledge, you have that. Yeah. I'm wondering if it'd be a good idea to uh, knock on Horatio's door at this point, sir, considering the least we can accuse him of is stealing rations. I don't think there's enough time in the night to prepare for taking on an elder. Horatio is uh, not who he seems to be. The Horatio Sundrop we knew was in on the program. He was being sustained by blood packs. This new guy, this imposter, he's like, apparently, nothing we've ever seen before. Is he very old? Yeah. Very strong. He makes very strong vampires. This two-day-old vampire, Ben, was almost a physical match for Val, and he was chained up, and his limbs were broken. I was there. Yeah. So, we gotta figure out an ironclad way to get to this guy and make sure we have every possible advantage conceivable. And on top of that, I need to figure out why the reconstituted or reformed or reshaped individual who claimed to be Horatio Sundrop on trial at Torpor Springs, why the prince would allow that to happen. Because he's in league with the pyramid. It's an easy conclusion to jump to, and I want it to be true. I do. But again, our credibility is shot with a lot of folk here, and so we're going to need big-time proof again. 
because he's the fucking prince. And so we cannot talk to anyone about this because it's treason. So we got to figure it out without asking anyone. And at the same time, we're just going to kill him anyway. But I don't like not knowing and going into this plan for treason. Anyway, I'm sure it's getting early. You are correct. We got to we got to let the day shift know to come in here, clean this up, collect as much evidence as possible. There's way more of a story to be told here, I'm sure, than what we just stumbled through in about 20 minutes. Should we set up parameters around the city to make sure that nobody leaves? No, I don't think so. Val, can you roll me a wits and streetwise with your kindred bonus? Yep. Just one success. It's a plan. You're not sure you like this one, but it is a plan. Um, Evangeline, could you roll me wits and streetwise? Doris, I'll get the same thing from you. Mm. Nada. It's a plan. <laughs> we love our plans. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm so smart. Do not question my plans. Evangeline <laughs> is not streetwise. Eight. Whoa. <laughs> two tens on two hunger days. <laughs> Doris. Yes. Everett, you idiot. <laughs> you, you have never been more confident of something you were feeling in your life. Okay. If he sends the daytime squad here to do forensics, Horatio knows the entire daytime squad is here. Right. You need to tell no one about what has happened here. And right. you need to go back to the department. And you cannot tell a soul to come check this place out because that's the only way you will ever be able to sneak up on Horatio Sundrop. If a single daytime officer right. sets foot here, right. you all die. No! What do you mean, no? No, sir. No what? No. We have to leave. The it's getting early. Under your hat. No. It's, it's still there. I'll put it back. No, no wait, I gave it to you. Never mind. Yeah, no, I know, sir. But you... You would be the figure enacting death. You can't do that. You can't tell anyone. You can't tell the daytime staff to come out here. They will still be watching this place. He might not have wards, but he'll see. And then he'll know that the entire daytime staff is here. Please, sir, don't. Right. Go, right. We have to pretend like none of this happened. If we think this is bad... It's not. Just for the record, what was in that room? Just just general picture, because no one's told me yet. Tons of corpses. Way tons, too many. Tons okay. of corpses. You can smell me. Yeah, okay. Your Thanks. hands still have some yeah, more. Okay. Smell yes. <laughs> okay, and then the table and the drink. Okay, yeah. yeah okay, thank it. you. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, well, um, I don't know if that was a fucking vision or what, but all this spooky shit, and we should fucking listen to Doris. And she just looks at you with, like, her hands over her heart. <laughs> she Bella just has dead sheriff vision and it's just not it's fine goes against all my training but you're right it's like when I guess you're and by the way this what I'm about to say is not something I've ever encountered but it's the closest approximation I can make of when you're investigating the mayor you can't tip him off by having your police force go to his crime scene I guess because the mayor has the ability to kill you all. All right, I fucking hate this town. Let's go. (laughs) 
Upwards and onwards, <laughs> says Michael Arden, walking with all of you. And good boy, who joins you for, yeah. for a walk. Uh, you have rolled a number of successes on your previous walks with Good Boy, mm-hmm. Everett. So despite the fact that everything is bad all the time, I will make a note that you have earned a second dot oh, in Animal you. Camp Aww. for your dog walks. Super. That will be all you will earn for just dog walking. The, mm. you, you've maxed that. You hit the ceiling. You've got those. If you start doing agility Plateaued. training, we'll talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> but you've hit general dog walking skills. Uh, you make your way back to the station, I assume? Yeah, back to the station. Um, also... Gonna go in Everett's car with Everett. I know the dog's in there. We could, we should only destroy one car with our corpse stink. Like, it's just, we gotta separate this. Evangeline drive the other car, especially if we don't want anyone to know what happened. We have to clean this up ourselves. Okay, okay. Percy's booties come off. Great, Percy's booties come <laughs> off. We have Evangeline and Percy in one car. Yeah. We have Everett and Val and Good Boy in another car. I, Everett has a concern about that, knowing... The he like he knows Good Boy's behavior around Val. Yes, but it's a squad car, so if you put Good Boy in the back seat, mm. it's separated oh, it's by, cage. Right, right, by right, the cage. Right. Okay. So you're safe. All right. Good Boy may hate this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Probably not an exciting ride. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for the sake of this ride, can you roll me? <laughs> See how I will much say a either manipulation or wits, and animal can. Can you convince Good Boy that this is? A good ride. <laughs> I think so. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six successes. Six successes. Is that success on every die you rolled? Yeah. All right. Good boy, like, sits in the back, and there's a lot of, like, stern staring at Val. <laughs> but good boy doesn't lunge a single time, and you're thinking good boy might be figuring out that Val is, like, in the Everett pack. Like Val, mm. Val's a little uppity and Val's got to know that Val's not in charge, <laughs> but like good boy can figure out a vibe where it's like, okay, Val can be around and I don't have to fight Val, but if she tries to be in charge again, I was going to like fuck her up. <laughs> so there, there's a lot of like game respect game <laughs> between Val and the dog on this car. That's fair. That's so fair. You guys took, I believe three cars for this. My brain is correct. I thought it two. Two, two cards. Two. That makes more Me sense. Me and Good Boy in one and everybody else piled into the other. <laughs> that, yes, yes yeah. correct. All right. So, Evangeline, you were driving with Percy strapped into the back seat for safety. Is it Michael Arden riding in the front with you or is it Doris? Uh, or would you just let them take I, whatever seats they Doris would put her take? in the back, but she would put herself in the back. I feel yeah, like Doris is like vibrating with a f- humming frequency at this point. Yeah, that's night, cool. Where she's just so overwhelmed by everything, <laughs> mm-hmm. psychic Aww. and otherwise, that she's just like... Yep, Michael, and, Michael Arden will climb into the front then. All right. Percy, you can just comfort Doris. <sighs> Hug, bark, bark, yay! Uh, you don't hear Percy. Percy just talks to... No, I know, but like, friend, it's barking. But, yeah, just, <laughs> just does a little, little barks, barks and woofs and then just like curls up on your lap. Hmm. <laughs> And she just keeps staring straight ahead. No help. What do? Uh. Uh. Can you roll? Oh, oh, it's <laughs> uh, 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 what's an animal can? What's an animal? Can? Yeah. Can you roll it for me? Meow, Percy. <laughs> you have to meow. Inquiring minds need to know. Two successes. Yeah. Tell him to make a cat sound. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Percy, can you meow like a cat? I try. Bark, bark. Huh. Or like, Brow. or like, her, or something. Brow. Grr. 
Evangeline. <laughs> I don't think your dog likes me. No, no, Doris, Doris, he really likes you. He's, he's trying to help you. He's trying to he's trying to be as cat like as possible. Wow. That's that's a purr. Grrr. Is it? It really is, I promise. Yay, cat! <laughs> Yay! Please tell him his efforts are appreciated. Percy, your efforts are appreciated by Doris. Yay! Curls up immediately falls asleep. <laughs> Mission accomplished. I'm going to make him a hat. <laughs> So Percy is fast asleep, curled up like a potato on your lap. You are still vibrating at a, a high, excited intensity. Michael Arden is in the passenger seat. Uh, is there anything you say to anyone during this drive back to the station, Doris? No. No, she's she's got a thousand thoughts flooding through her mm. head. And the fact that her boss almost became death. She's she's preoccupied. Yep. Michael Arden is making detailed notes about how tarot cards work based oh, okay. on the brief discussion that he yeah. has had. But he's happy to chat if you want. Like He does that thing where he like looks at you for a second as you're driving. And mm -hmm. then, like, goes to his notes and, like, politely is offering you the opportunity to talk if you want to, Evangeline, but he's happy to Mr. just Mr. Arden. Yeah. Um, so, what got you interested in m magic? Oh, God. <laughs> I was a mage during my life. There we I go. I battled for truth and justice. I was the equivalent of a sheriff for House Tremere. She, then I was she will be happy for him to monologue on the way back oh. and then she doesn't have to do any more conversational work. Yeah. Then I was turned and lost my magical avatar. What a tragedy for Michael Arden. Uh, he just tells you the whole story you've already heard about Michael yeah, yeah, Arden. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's your ride back. Uh, is there anything, Val, now that you're not fighting a dog or a dog is not fighting the car, is there anything that you and or Everett would say to each other on your way back to the station? You have a longer drive than you normally do simply because you are coming from outside of New Haven. The mm. town is relatively small, but it's a little further out. Man, yeah, I think it's just, it was totally for purposes of not ruining this car and like, like just that. And now she's like, oh no, I'm alone in a car with the sheriff after everything that's happened. So now it's like awkward. It's <laughs> 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 <She's> just. <laughs> when is it not awkward? Yeah. It's always Val. awkward. It's just. <clears throat> um. Good, good work on everything. I didn't expect it to spiral into. Yeah. You do good job. You're doing a doing a damn fine job. And uh, every time I need to do or say unexpected things to protect or cover people in this department, it's always the easiest choice. Y'all are doing a hell of a job. Thanks, Sheriff. Just trying to do what we can. Appreciate it. Thanks for sticking around and, you know... I know you're dealing with a lot and it's been a fucking month, but we'll f figure it out, I guess. Yeah, everyone is uh, dealing with a lot. Uh, and uh, yeah, we are going to figure this out. It's going to be okay. Okay. It's just super lands with Val, like, it's, just, it's still a sheriff voice, <laughs> like... <laughs> 
Oh, it's a little like uh, tugging at her heartstrings. It's like, yeah, okay. And despite the fact that Horatio Sundrop may not be Horatio Sundrop, <laughs> and despite the fact that the children of Lilith are active in New Haven, and despite the fact that you've both touched a hundred corpses mm-hmm. and found nightmare fuel to scare people for generations, a thought creeps into your mind, Val, as you drive back. In the last little while, you found a place for Will that wasn't prison. You found uh, a way to get the sheriff uh, to appreciate you. You had Doris. Thank you for looking after Troy. All because you reached out and stood by doing the right thing. And you can't help but wonder, does therapy really work like this? This episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of players Tyler Hewitt, Claire Blackwood, Del Borovic, and Laura Hamstra, alongside storyteller Ryan LaPlante. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Blood and Syrup's artwork was created by Del Borovic at delborovic.com. That's D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis and Traffic by Kai Engel. And our ad breaks use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar. J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. For all things Dum Dums and Dice, including merchandise and how to join our Patreon, you can visit dumdumdice.com or find us on social media at dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Sleep well, my kindred. Sleep well in this world of darkness. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christopher Little, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Flynn1138, Alorraine Okapi, Schrodinger's Pepper, Guy Edwards, Madre de Gatos, Lady Maiden, Garbo Ape, Locke, Sam Schaefer, Waffle Marine, Dagger Rain, Rob L, Dia De Los Hoodless, Squishy Werewolf, Remy Funky Head, Nomad the Wise Paladin of the Badlands, Accent Therapeutic Services in Florence, Kentucky, Lale, Shulzari, Gus Schreider, The Long Family, Jordan Oliver, Richard Wright, Brittany Fenwick, Alex Parr, Old Man Mojo, Dragonfly, The Body Barrelers, Megan Werner, A Man Out of Time, Curtis at FingertechRobotics.com, and Jill and Noel LaPlante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.